did you have pets as kids and were was there any queer influence there you know, little gay pets <laughs> what do you mean like did, by having them they were it's a simple question did you have a gay, gay cat <laughs> no i did not have a gay cat <laughs> I am Trevor Campbell, and this is You Made Me Queer, the show where queer folks misunderstand Brene Brown's entire central thesis and choose shame. That's right. That's right. Uh, every episode, I invite a fantastic 2S LGBTQIA plus guest to point the finger of blame at who and or what made them queer. We've been doing the darn thing for years now, so hopefully you understand our central thesis, if not Brene Brown's. Uh, what's new with me before we dive in? I've been sewing Roman blinds, uh, which is, I think, how Gen Z's come out <laughs> by saying that. Uh, and I was doing it alone, which also feels inherently queer. I am uh, cheap, and I want my house to look nice. And you know what? I have a lot of fabric in these bins in my garage. I have a garage now. Isn't that weird? That's where I'll be buried. That's where they'll find my body. Anyway, I have all this fabric and I have all these windows with no coverings. And I thought, wait a minute, I've got time and I have a sewing machine. So I'm sewing Roman blinds. I am one quarter of the way done. It's real. I had to go hunt all over town to get these bits, these wooden dowels and these little like fabric rings that you sew in that the nylon thread goes through. And every time I talked to a store attendant to ask them to help me find something that I needed for these Roman blinds, it was the equivalent of saying, I am a queer person who has a podcast for queer people. When you say, where are the thin dowels? There were, there were these little plastic hoops what else are they used for if not for Roman blinds? Anyway, I got them. Real stoked. Uh, so get ready for me to cover all my windows and never leave my house until the comet wipes us all off the earth in 2025. But in the meantime, boy, oh boy, have we got a great episode for you. While that comet just lazily orbits, waiting for the perfect moment to smite us all, uh, we will have another episode. My guests today are, yes, there are two, Cynthia Kiss and Juice Box from Canada's Drag Race. I love a drag queen. I love a drag queen. They've been a bedrock of You Made Me Queer since the beginning. And, you know, it's been a hot time to be a drag queen because, you know, collectively speaking, it's hard for us to hold more than one truth at a time. And, Drag queens became the lightning rod for a lot of anger and confusion and jealousy about how to walk in a wedge heel. As if a drag queen would ever wear a wedge heel. I know that much. But uh, anyway, they took a lot. And so uh, they are, were, and remain 
heroes of queerdom misunderstood and underappreciated heroes of queerdom because sure uh we are familiar with the rupaul's drag race franchise and a lot of cis male to sort of female presenting drag but drag in and of itself is so important for queer history and really i think is one of the most mainstream ways we think about gender performance i think it's the simplest way to explain it uh, to the songbook of Donna Summer. And I know I say this a lot on the show, but beep, beep, toot, toot. So uh, who are these wonderful girls? So first of all, Juicebox and Cynthia Kiss have a podcast, a Canadian Podcast Award-nominated podcast on the Sonar Network, a.k.a. My Network, with a capital M, called uh, Semi-Qualified Queens is their show. What do they do on it? They recap episodes of Drag Race, and welcome the most recently eliminated queens on to spill the tea and the trauma. They are wonderful. Here's the problem with having podcast hosts as guests on your show. If you bring on one, that's something you have to contend with. If you bring on two, they have squatters rights over my show, essentially. It was like a tug of war, and it was two against one. And quite honestly, my focus was you are no longer hosting All you are trying to do is not seed your show to these gals because they will take it over. They will. And you know what? They might deserve it. But I held on. I held on for this interview and uh, for interviews to come. So get your own show is what I yelled and they did. And it's it's quite good. So perhaps I should have given them mine. Fun facts about each of the gals because I don't want to go too, too much into detail. A lot of juice is in this episode, but... Cynthia Kiss, who is a contestant on season two of Canada's Drag Race, her favorite song to lip sync to is Look At Me by Jerry Hallowell. And if you're not familiar with that, you are not a queer person who was alive um, in the early 2000s. Not only did I love that song in really an exceptional video, and I, I'm going to go on a limb and say where Jerry Hallowell's solo career peaked with the first single. Great video. Uh, She stayed in her lane vocally, which was kind of like gently orbiting, uh, fluctuating around a middle C, which is also one of my hits. It's great. I had the single. I listened to it a lot. It had some dance mixes. It was like the Look At Me radio edit and then three dance mixes. And I didn't quite know what to do with those, but I really liked that radio edit. So here's to you, Cynthia Kiss. And Juice Box, my other guest on this episode... Fun fact, she revealed during her Meet the Queen segment that as a child, one of her nipples was burnt and it had to be reconstructed with pig skin. Skin from a pig on the nipple. But what is a nipple, said Keats, if not skin from a pig? So these gals really give me a run for my money and are a delight. Are abs- it's a shame on you that you can't see how gorgeous they look through this whole recording. We talk a bit about it. But uh, anyway, it's it's a good time. Go listen to Semi-Qualified Queens, but not until you've heard my conversation with the ones, the onlys, Cynthia Kiss and Juice Box. You made me queer. Trevor, how are you? Oh my God, listen, thank you for hosting. Of course. Uh, and great question. I'm, f- I'm great. I'm next to a very sweet little dog. Mm. Oh. I know, and I wish I could show you, but I'd have to move everything around. Don't move um, everything around. We believe you. Mini Schnauzer, gorgeous. <gasps> Very oh. cute. Hourglass oh. figure. 
Oh, there we go. <laughs> I know, please. Uh, how are both of you answer at the same time? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Amazing. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Good. Um, oh my gosh. Juice has, I mean, this is a podcast. So let's yeah. make visual references that no one will understand. Juice Good. has a very like beautiful disco aquarium situation going on. Yes, and now that I was literally just about to ask, is there video being recorded because I don't have my lights on? Uh, nope. So now I don't have to. Perfect. Pink and blue bubble. It's so gorgeous. And God knows we've all got faces for high-res TV, but <laughs> we are choosing today to be radio only. Mm -hmm. It's the way the Little Mermaid should have been lit. Saturated and colorful. And instead, Are you talking about this, the movie? Yeah, we got this New live one. action desaturated. Like, it just it's not as happy. Juice is living in a fun saturated world and i want to be part of it okay let's hear it dunk it or not dunk i want to hear your hot takes oh well, I, I cried most of it oh for me at least so for me it's just that coloring note i just don't understand uh, why they had to make it look so like i don't know bleak like if you look at avatar <laughs> the blue was like that ocean blue you felt like you were in the sun you felt like you were underwater something about the little mermaid it just i felt like it it went desaturated for some reason and it's disney let's crank it up you it's know? disney it's this weird thing where like i get you want to remake movies for you know a new generation who can't sit through an animated classic and shame on you if you can't Right. But also, it's like the art deck is like, let's shoot it like a cinema verite documentary where it's like always kind of overcast. And you're like, that wasn't the sort of vision board I had for, you know, Aladdin or whatever. We don't need I that. am going to be the bravest person here and disagree with both of you. I thought the color saturation was absolutely beautiful. I thought it was breathtaking. It was perfect. <laughs> well, I will I say, the I haven't seen the movie and spooky parts. Oh, my God. I know. Cynthia, have you seen it? No, just the trailer. Oh, oh we're both ladies, dunking for no reason. <laughs> I have watched it. And when you watch the actual movie, it's so saturated in color. It's just the, okay. the parts that we see where it's like, are like in the grotto where there's no sunlight. It's not oh. going to be saturated, but during like under the sea and like when she's out of if the water and stuff. For every time I'm in the grotto. The dark grotto. <laughs> oh, tell me about it. That's where we were waiting to get on this call. Yeah. Get me out of well, the grotto. I was, I was trying to get my microphone to work. But... Oh my God. Oh, because you were traveling this weekend. Yes, I was traveling this weekend. So I had to take my mic so we could podcast on Saturday. So then I was sitting here. I was having audio issues. It wasn't recognizing my microphone and all these things. So that's why when I first and I went, can we hear me? Yes. Do you mean our iconic podcast, Semi-Qualified Queens on the Sonar Network? Yes, that one, that one. Oh, yes, I've okay, heard it cool. once or twice. Yes, that cool, one. Cool, cool. Yes, good drop straight off the top. I normally don't allow it, but I will allow it this time. I am hosting the show, remember? I know, I, I feel very beta here, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. Please, no, um, we can change that. No, this is all staying in. Uh, maybe, you know what, maybe it's time for me to waltz off my own show, and you two take over this one, too. Yeah, get out of the grotto, get out of the podcast game. <laughs> I mean, while I'm while I'm at the C list, get straight out. Was your most recent episode Snatch Game? And if so, because mm -hmm. I was listening to it just today. Oh my god, amazing. Yeah. Well, we just recorded, it was episode six, I believe, of All Stars 8. So I think it was two or the next episode after Snatch Game of Love. Our episodes okay. come out on Mondays, so yes. it'll be coming out today. Today's You're time. saying words that are relative to the time we're in now, but yes, this is now. Be, this is going the Disney vault for a little bit before I release it. <laughs> so who knows? And who knows? to timestamp this, I need to apologize for being homophobic for two reasons. One, I did not realize it was the Tonys today, which is oh. 
I know there's a lot to unpack. Two, I'm asking you to be here during the Tonys. I know. If it makes you feel better, I also didn't know. Um, <laughs> nor do I think I have access to it. Like, where would you even watch it? I have no idea. Synth, do you know? Yeah. Oh, probably online at this point. Like, you can find ways to stream it. But then I'm sure, like, also just cable television. As a Tony nominee, um, I got to <sighs> bounce really soon. And oh, my God, you're right. <laughs> figure out a way to straddle and do both, you know? That's the second time you've used the word straddle in this podcast. And we're five have minutes I really? In. Wait. She's okay, thirsty. Well I word of the day that means yeah straddle maybe that's that's the vibe today that's I the just hat got trick. another phone I just got another iPhone so I'm straddling <gasps> data mm-hmm. right now like I'm I'm transferring data like I'm, str- yeah. I'm straddling phones you're you're straddling so many things you're in the grotto you're not in the grotto uh, it's a time of transition, and I think that's the perfect segue. The dark grotto, the times of transition, because, mm-hmm. you know, we grew up in the golden era. I don't know your exact ages, and I'm sure as hell not going to ask, but in sort of the swan song of the golden era of Disney, when things were deeply saturated, and we were having subliminal messages put into our brains via Disney and many other things to make us big queer monsters. So that's why I've invited both of you here today from mm. your Technicolor aquariums and your blurry sort of amorphous blobs that you live in. Yes, it's <laughs> all fine. This is not even my home. So, uh, and I'll tell you that later, maybe. Okay, cool. But I've invited you here today uh, to sit down in front of your travel microphones, as mm. it were, and finally, once and for all, point the finger of blame for God's sake, both of you, Cynthia Kiss, juice box with two X's. Who and or what made you queer? Oh, oh God, God, I love this question. I love it so much. It's Thank such you. a fun format for a whole podcast. For me... <laughs> Don't steal it! No, okay, it's all yours. It's all yours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 we're good. For me, it goes down on paper as Joe Jonas. And then there was someone in high school a year above me that kind of looked like him. And I remember, so in tandem, straddling, if you will, uh, (laughs) I had this giant crush on Joe Jonas. And then I had like the Peterborough, Ontario equivalent. I won't name his name, but he had the same kind of like swoopy, dark hair, baby doll eyes, like puppy dog eyes. And he played the acoustic guitar. And (gasps) I just, I was in love. Uh... Every time he'd walk by on the hallway, I'd get that stomach flip. Like I would be like, (gasps) It just you can't you can't recreate. So that. are we talking like first crushes? Like that's what we're talking about. Oh, you can take that this like anywhere you want. Do you think this unnamed person knew who Joe Jonas was, and do you think they styled themselves after Joe Jonas? JJ, oh, to be sure. You never know. We weren't that close. I felt like there was always a bit of a distance, and so I never got to pick his brain. But I would say. Just right, judging. it was like the 30 feet and you with a pair of binoculars kind of distance. Well, he even we <laughs> even had lockers sort of near each other. And I, I just was giving such pick-me energy. But in high school, that probably just was so confusing. <laughs> so I just would like look at his locker. But come to think of it, yeah, maybe he did dress himself like Joe Jonas. And that made it all the more complicated for me. I feel so right. old right now. I might I be older she... than you, but I'm not going to make you say it. But go on. No, that's okay. I'm 34. I'm a little for me, I think I was in like university with yeah. Joe Jonas. So I'm yeah. just like, I, I, for Joe Jonas, for me, was like a bit young. Yeah. Here's so the thing. Just, we're yeah. catching up. Like now we're done those phases of life where like two years could feel like 20. Yeah. Pop culture, all that stuff. So I'm saying yes, someone that okay. you're like, who, what, when, where, why? Because we're not actually that far in age. But a four I mean, year Joe gap, Jonas now, like 
Yeah. 100 percent forever oh, always yes. always and also listen age is nothing because the comet's gonna take us all down in a year anyway so mm. we're, we're all on the same plane the ash cloud mm. Mm-hmm. So Joe Jonas Juice, a lot of mm. a lot of hard J's coming in. That doesn't do it for you, but you can see the appeal. Uh, for me, I think it was um, Bowflex commercials. <laughs> oh. That's a deep yeah. cut. Yeah, that's a deep cut. I think it was actually the start of my body dysmorphia too. Um, I remember yes. I would. Oh yeah, down. we're unpacking it. Everything <laughs> we right love now. a body yeah. dysmorphia. Fully Queer folks old. love it. Oh my God, I'm full of it. You should see me at the gym. I'll be talking about like my body and stuff and they'll be like, what do you mean? And I'm just like, I'm gay. It's different. (laughs) It's different. It is so much different for me. The standard is astronomical. But Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I remember when I was a kid, like when I was really, really young, like before puberty and everything, I would go up to the TV. This is embarrassing. um, And I would put (laughs) X's on the girls in Bowflex commercials. With your hands? With my hands, I would go like okay. this and make like an, a two arms. Like for those of you, like my forearms are touching and I would make like an X. <laughs> and when the when the boys would be on the Bowflex screen, I would hug the TV. <laughs> yeah, and I was young. Like it was Bo- Bowflex commercials were like, you're a little faggot. Um, and so also <laughs> to confirm for me and to maybe explain for Cynthia, who may yeah. not be, have a great visual picture. Am I correct that the Bowflex was like the home gym machine that could do yeah. it all? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like it was just a cable machine, but the, that's right. Of a like cable, arms out, and yeah, yeah. It's just like a resistance kind of pole that you would pull on, and you could move it every different way. It looked like a scary workout spider. Yeah. Um, but they they had just <laughs> not like, the name. Funnily enough, they did, no, didn't didn't no, no. go with that. No, Bowflex is it workshopped better. But yeah, it was just like ripped bodies, oily, never really yeah. a face, just nipples. And I, I think I think that was it for me. That was it. But my first crush, his name was Mike. Okay. And I was in grade eight and he lived around the corner from me and he was straight, white trash, paid me no mind. Where zero are you attention. from? I'm from a town called Essex. Um, yeah. It's in just outside of Windsor. Paid me no okay. mind, wanted nothing to do with me. And I was just in love. And that's something I should also unpack is me needing attention from people who don't give a shit so we'll unpack that later well i think of the queer <laughs> like gifts of the magi birthrights of which there are many one is body mm-hmm. dysmorphia we mm-hmm. love it the other is like the more you ignore me or like outright dislike me as a crush situation the more turned on i am am i right mm-hmm, 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 and the mm-hmm. other side of that coin is true too the more you like me the less i'm going to find you <laughs> desirable mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So don't you dare be nice to me Ugh. yeah you know <laughs> treat know. me like a gentleman get fucked how like, dare you <laughs> i know thank god for therapy we're all working through it i know so this so let's go to essex so here we are that we can hear crickets all the time not crickets chick cicadas there's oh like my a god, yeah, insect. we have cicada we have cicadas in in Essex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you don't roll your eyes at me. I got you. Then we have you said Matt is his name? Mike. Mike. Good Mike. Mike. Yes. I remember his thick bushy eyebrows and his and his like squinty bright blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Like did you even have a conversation? He was like we were like mutual friends. Like his Essex is a small town, so it was like we had very like I was friends with all girls, and then like mm. he was friends with them, and I and so like we kind of knew each other then. And he was like kind of nice to me when every other man was awful to me. So obviously I just was like enamored, you know. Yes. 
And like, so what is more of his vibe? We've got bushy eyebrows. Was he like a sports dude? Quiet. Very like Shane West in A Walk to Remember, but like 14. These are great references. Oh, and like, you. yeah, real young. Like yeah, a bit oh, of like I was a, young, feathered, young. a feathered side sweep. Yeah. And like if Shane West was like driving a tractor, like just trash. Farmy, farmy. No. As a regular Far- car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like just no one else can fit on the highway. Tim Horton's Super dangerous. Through. Yeah. <laughs> like now, and probably as an adult, he's like anti-vaxxer, Trump supporter. Like that right. is probably what he has grown into. You know him um, today as Ron DeSantis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was in love. <laughs> Could you imagine? He was so nice to me, guys. <laughs> but oh. nothing ever. It was always like... You never had a reason to hang out. Just the two of you at the Dairy Queen or whatever. It was always with the girls. Yes, I one time called him to ask him to hang out, and it was the typical "Hi, um, it's uh, and uh, if you wanna uh, and uh, hang up." Yeah. Oh, yeah. D- terribly oh, embarrassing. You're yeah, hung up on you. Oh, oh no, I, I called and left a message. That's <laughs> courage. Oh, thank you, thank you. I hundred percent. I would have been to change. No, it. I was a hate 100%. crime waiting to happen. Yeah, yeah, oh, no. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God we got you out of Essex. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this is the way I love for the show to go. When it's like scattershot, we got some hot Joe Jonas. We got some Mike on the tractor. We don't have to go in chronological order, but I do really encourage you to like, this is your the one time in your life you can drag it all out in front of a court of law. So anything mm-hmm. else you want to blame for this queerness in utero stuff, stuff that happened yesterday, it's all fair game. You go send them. Like, I'm trying to think, like, I think for me, things that are definitely very, like, queer coded, there was a lot of dress up as a young, like a little, little boy where I just have always been so drawn to dresses and shoes, like heels, wigs. Like, I just remember from such a young age, also enjoying the whole idea of, you know, gender expression. I think now we have just a huge um, vocabulary for it. But at the time, it was like, what are you doing? What's going on here? Like, you're, so, you're picking the same dress a lot, Daniel. Like, what's up? Which I love. I love playing dress up and feeling so fun and fabulous. I think powerful women are amazing. And I've always been inspired by them. So in some ways, it's not like the dudes I like had a huge crush on, but it's like also how much fun I had playing dress up. I love that. And I also want to know, where were you getting these wigs and dresses? So my family's very theatrical we did a lot of theater and so we grew up and had like a little tickle trunk is kind of the term for like a dress-up box and so they were you know hand me down this hand me down that um some of maybe my mom's clothes from like the 80s and stuff and we just had this like bin of the same I don't know collection of Halloween slash whatever stuff and there was like one or two wigs in there and And they were so ratty oh they were just a ball (laughs) they just were a rat's nest but I put that on and felt like Britney Spears like I really I was I am the one (laughs) just like around the house did this cross over into Halloween territory or was it just like I'm just playing oh I mean it's different seasons different reasons like I think at one point like when I was really young like my parents were down for it and then it came to a point where they were like okay maybe like then there was that friction with like parental control where it's like we want you to look and be a certain way so that's when like we switched the tickle trunk for like basketball oh no you opened the trunk one day and there was just like a meccano set yeah just a pair of sneakers it's like running 
and detractor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go chase those dreams. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No, uh, I love that. I once, as a child for Halloween, dressed up as a human woman. That was the whole concept, which love was it. just an excuse to wear a dress. Really, literally, I did. Literally. I did that on Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And you it's got paid for Halloween it. Juice yeah. Yes. Okay. Love it. Love a tickle trunk. And that's a CanCon reference for you folks abroad, I think, which because I'm tracing that back to Mr. Dress Up. I don't know if that's mm -hmm. I was going to say, I think that's a Mr. Dress Up reference. Yeah, for yeah. sure. hundred percent. Everyone, I Thank think you. a lot of folks had that. You had like the weird woman at church who gave you old stuff or like the kids who got old. All these weird things kind of found their way into the tickle trunk pre-curation. And then yes. at some point, maybe there was like someone saw something on the news and they're like, I should take some of those dresses out of the tickle trunk a lot of no. dresses in there Ooh, never i Huge know mistake did you have a Don't tickle trunk juice no my my parents weren't big on the tickle trunk and dress up like halloween was never a fun thing for us my parents hated halloween but i will for say what reason catholicism no, they just didn't like it. It was literally oh. just my mom didn't want to spend a lot of money on a shitty costume that I would wear once. Like that was like, they just didn't, there was no homophobia, nothing. They just didn't like Halloween. So we never dressed up, <laughs> but my parents were like incredibly supportive of the the femininity that I yes. expressed. So like, I never wanted to play with like the boy toys, you know, or like the action things. Like I, I grew up with a brother. So like we wrestled and we were really rough with each other. So like mm -hmm. I grew up with that aspect, but anything else was like, it was Barbies, My Little Ponies, Polly Pocket, Sky Dancers, me and Sky yeah. Dancers, babe, oh. best friends. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Oh, Were yeah. those a hang? There's a lot. I mean, Polly Pocket, I wanted one of those so badly and just well, couldn't, couldn't engineer it. We got a, there was like a boy version something yeah. max max micro max anyway sky micro dancers max. micro max i think sky dancers were the things you pulled a ripcord out of and then they just like pirouetted into the sky yeah mm -hmm. and then they would float down like beautiful dancers they were gorgeous i, I had my favorite one was a blue crescent moon and she had cloud and with clouds on top of it and she had a blonde high pony and blue little wings it was the best i know i loved it and but they like would go I, straight up into the ceiling fan you had to be careful where you rip those out i was only allowed to play with them outside and i preferred right. that because then they could just go as high and just float right down it was the best but like land right parent, in mike's lap on the tractor yeah oh, and he'd be like get point. away from me um <laughs> but they never stifled any of that they just allowed it i remember my my dad at one point tried to buy me like a boy version of the toy and like i still played with it but i preferred the like sparkly ones i preferred yeah. the pretty ones so they never tried you know they never cared enough they just wanted us me to be happy and they were able to kind of get all that like masculine expression with my brother because he was just like the archetype of boy you yeah. know so mm -hmm. they just they had it all out with him so then with me and my mom always wanted a girl so she was just like i'm not gonna fucking stop buying this little princess anything oh so are yeah. we blaming your parents? Well, no, I'm not blaming my parents, but I think that they saw queerness in me and they just didn't try to stifle it. Like they let me watch um, Sailor Moon and all of those like magical girl shows. They let me yes. be queer and they let me kind of just be like very frivolous and like express myself in ways that I wanted to. And they never, never would stifle it. And I think that like they never tried to force me into sports. They never tried to force me into anything I didn't want to do. I mm. I said if the most active thing I wanted to do was like gymnastics, like it's like because you get gayer, you know. So <laughs> they put me in like gymnastics. Then they put me in art and things. So I think it, yeah. it wasn't my parents that made me gay, but I think they just 
kind of helped me discover that part about myself and allowed it to flourish without ever trying to kind of like curve it to something else because I think they could see that if they did they would cause problems or we wouldn't be getting along and I think my dad had such a hard childhood my mom had so many sisters that I think they just wanted us to be happy oh my god imagine that so we'll call them light groomers also Uh (laughs) yeah also I want to go back the magical which you could just like you know magical girl shows the magical Mm -hmm. girl as archetype is like Queer kids, I think of all stripes, are like, oh, I get it. Like Sailor Moon, you're like, I understand everything that's happening in this world, and it makes perfect sense. I got it right there, right on my (gasps) forearm. Oh, my God. I got Luna and Artemis there on my wrist. I got Cardcaptor Sakura here. I've got a whole magical girl. Oh, she's an anime girl. I mean, I think that there's just something to be said about, like, with queer kids and seeing a magical girl because they're so hyper feminine. Like there's, there's nothing masculine about a a magical girl. They are just tiny little girly girls. They're (laughs) clumsy, they giggle and they wear like pretty frilly things. But like, if you look at it within anime, Sailor Moon is technically the most, like the strongest anime character and could like defeat like the strongest of other anime characters because she's like a time traveler and all these things. There's strength in that femininity. So I think with a lot of queer kids, when we are able to see ourselves that way, you're just like, they can be like soft and girly and they're kicking ass. And like, I can feel that way too, you know? So I think there's something to be said with that kind of thing with us watching those shows so young. Totally. I love that. And also speaking of body dysmorphia, I don't know if you've watched that show recently, but girl goes on some deep dives where she's just like, it seems like the moral sometimes is like, if I can just lose five pounds, Darian will fall in love with me. And they're oh, like, I mean, that's the moral. Of, it's it's made in the nineties. <laughs> like it's, it definitely yeah, doesn't age well in that aspect. But I think that at the core, it's about strength and femininity, you know? Uh-huh. 100%. She wasn't wrong. She just needed to lose five pounds. <laughs> just like, five and it, pounds. you know what? Looking yeah, back, it, it really would have helped her out. Uh, okay. <laughs> I love all of those. Let's synth, let's go back to you. You've been so patient. Please oh get God, no, I love hearing more about juice. I Sorry, love- I rant. I we go on, we both go on. No, tangents. you have a hyper fixation. You love anime. You give her an inch, she will take a mile when it comes is this, to this. Is this is this am I autistic? Is this my hyper fixation? Is this I am I self-diagnosed? <laughs> oh my is God. is uh what do we call them again? Mystery girls? Magical girls. Magical, Magical girls. Girl. That's your fixation. I love, yeah. I love it. Magical girls. You're like, Magical don't get girls. it twisted. <laughs> Magical. Magical girls. Sorry. Not that was my TED girls. talk. Okay, but when no, we say I magical girl, do we mean like as a genre or is that a specific it's a genre? genre. No, okay. It's a, I think it's a genre would we consider, and an archetype. Yeah. And my consider, dragon. Go ahead. Would we consider <laughs> Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Yes. yes. Technically, yeah. Girl, the way the sparkle came out of her index finger and went... <laughs> now, and based just, on like, your age, you're struggle. talking about Melissa Joan Hart. Am I right? Yes. Of course. Okay. No, of course. Okay, I go on, go on. As you were. Do you remember when RuPaul was on that show? Yeah. No, really? Iconic. Mm-hmm. Iconic. I feel like I remember watching Ru on TV and this must have been one of my like first like exposure to a drag queen. Perhaps the Robin Williams film Mrs. Doubtfire would have been the only other sure. like like thing I'd seen so far. So Rue was so glamorous and so freaking tall and the hair and everything. I just remember being so enamored by that energy. It's yeah. It's like, what am I looking at? I can't look away. I'm just like, 
this is so fun. So when you were mentioning girl magic, I was like, oh yeah, Sabrina the Teenage Witch is oh, such a standout for me. Totally. The linen closet where they can like travel the world. And I that was it. a time when like strangely on prime, I don't know if that was prime time, but there were a lot of like drag. Well, it was ABC, right? Like Friday nights oh, with like, yeah. like TGIF or something. Can you believe that used to be like Friday night primetime? That gentle, oh, um, now it's week. like rated NA17, like full frontal nudity at 6 yeah. p.m. on a Friday. Anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm Side boob. <laughs> Side boob. But at that time on TV, there were a lot of like, if not drag queen characters or drag characters, but sort of like drag inspired ideas, like Mimi on the Drew Carey show, mm-hmm. or a lot yeah. of sort of like big painted out performances. Call out. I didn't even think about that. Or even you She's get like with Sabrina, you get Salem, who's a queer coded best friend, you totally. know? That's the cat, Salem, right? Yeah, Salem was the yeah. cat, but Salem was very like, frilly and and very like he was queer coded right so almost sassy right like there with those quick witted remarks that you would find in a gay best friend totally gay best friend as cat which is Mm -hmm. we're really unpacking the great the great archetypes tonight Totally. Magical girl and uh, gay best cats. friend is cat. Gay cats. <laughs> yeah, big, gay the cats, best. Gay cats. And then that show also had like Hilda and Zelda. orientation. Yeah, but Carolyn Ray, who gives off some mm-hmm. kind of like a like a Rosie O'Donnell, slightly '90s butch energy. Can I say mm-hmm. that? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I think, think so. <laughs> I just did, and uh, their haircut doesn't lie. Am I right? <laughs> She's phenomenal. They're very fun. I love the ants. And it was just oh, like a God. fun kind of chosen family. We never really saw this like traditional familial yeah. archetype oh, yeah. with Sabrina. So it was cool to see her kind of be adopted by like other relatives and see her thrive in this really strange coming of age show where it's like I'm, I'm going through like puberty and being a teenager, but I also have these these powers that I'm learning how to hone in on. And I think right. that every child can watch that and feel like they do have a power they're trying to also figure out even if they don't have three moms and a gay cat exactly mm-hmm. yeah. yeah we can't all be so lucky yeah no <laughs> exactly oh my god i loved that did you also while we're there maybe you can brush past this if you want but did you have pets as kids and were was there any queer influence there you know, little gay pets <laughs> what do you mean like did, by having them they were it's a simple question did you have a gay, gay? cat <laughs> no, I did not have a gay cat. I think I had a gay cat. Of my <gasps> oh my god, Juice, a, did you really? I had a cat named Ty, and he could be gay. I'm not gonna he never told me, so well this is yeah, just in it. their own time. I'm not yeah. gonna assume. Well he's dead now, so I'll oh. never know. But Oh no. <laughs> yeah. But he was he was a fighter. He would always escape and and fight the other cats in town. So he was a bad boy. Oh yeah. Uh, he was a tabby. He sounds like a tabby. <laughs> he was a tabby. He was Classic light and like tabby. brown and gray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sassy little tabby. That's a gay cat. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a gay cat. Yeah. Sassy He's tabby little... is also a great drag name. I'm just throwing these out there. Welcome, to, welcome the to the stage. Sassy tabby. <laughs> Sassy tabby. You made me queer. You made me queer. We'll be right back. And now back to more You Made Me Queer. Uh, okay, so we've gotten high school crushes, we've gotten great TV shows, we've gotten grooming parents and gay pets. Where do we <laughs> yeah. go next? <laughs> I mean, Porn. my goodness, Trevor. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What about it? Napster, downloading it at three in the morning, hiding on the family computer, quickly watching it, and then immediately deleting it. It's like I became a tech wizard to hide my homosexuality so early on. And when you say quickly watching it for folks who aren't familiar with Napster and what we're talking about, you would download it for 
10 days and then quickly watch it. Oh, uh, but a photo? A photo was quick. You can still get sometimes like the horizontal. Yeah. Oh, I remember one time I just was, the video was me just watching it download into the, (laughs) to the full image. Yeah. And then once I got that full image, it was gone. Although my brother found it the next day and he's just like, I told you. And I was like, that's not mine. It's like, do you know the, the, the. Wait, what did he tell you? (laughs) It was, he said some choice (laughs) words, but the. um, Told you you were gay. Yeah, do you know that? Do you know the video of the girl who's watching the gay porn and she's like, "Don't tell mom." Have you seen no, that? No, no. Oh yes. my god, it's the funniest vine. She's watching porn. She's watching gay porn, yeah. and she's bawling her eyes out. And her sister's like, "Where did you find this?" She's like, "Don't tell mom." <laughs> it's the funniest. That was me. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. Oh, you got busted too by your brother. Oh yeah, but I mean, it wasn't like. It wasn't like he didn't know. Like when I came out, my parents told my brother, he was just like, yeah, I've been calling him gay since he was six. Why are you telling me? You know, like. <laughs> I love it. Like, I love gay it. gay in a different way. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. he was. No, he said I was gay. <laughs> Risk. Yeah. He yes. would be like, get away from me, queer, all the time. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, the era of the family computer. The singular. Yes. Right. Top. I used to watch Queer as Folk on Showcase.com. <gasps> US or UK? Yeah. Out of uh, one, one volume, so low, so yes. low. And they were like, it was this weird time where they were dropping them like once a week. Like they were doing yeah. this thing online, even though the series had already been out. This was kind of early days for like, it was pre-Netflix. Like things didn't just get like put online. And I remember like any chance I would have the house to myself or there'd be these pockets of time, I would go to showcase.ca and like watch an episode. And I just found it so much fun. The fact that it was filmed in Toronto. Yes. Babylon Club. Babylon was actually, which club was it? Juice? Was it Zippers? Or what was the name of the? Woody's. No, wasn't it? Uh, no, Fly. Fly. It was Fly. It was Fly. It was Fly. Fly. And they would do Woody's. Zipper. <laughs> Yeah, but they, would, they would do Ayo. well. No, because we had a zippers. We had a zippers in Toronto, but it, they yes, didn't. We did. They didn't usually film at zippers, but they would it film at Fly. Fly. Fly was Babylon, and then they would sometimes film at Woody's. Woody's was but Woody's. did they and Woody's? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now, hang on a sec, because I get that double entendre. I've just had the first realization. I always thought Fly was like like a sky dancer. Fly was Fly like Fly in your pants? Oh, we never know. I wasn't around for like the heyday of Fly. I was around okay. for like the dead years of Fly. Okay. So, so like when Fly was like bought and it was slowly dying out, that's when I was around for Fly. Oh, so. that, I think I went two times. This is and this is very local reference. I apologize if you don't know exactly what we're talking about because we're not really going to explain it. <laughs> I know, but I once upon a time about five decades ago was a go-go boy. Oh yes, uh, I know. Yes, wow. and uh, and I danced it fly one time. I never went as a patron. You can only pay me to go. I, I, I mean, I only ever performed there. So yes, same. same. <laughs> I used to no fake big ID deal. There once, so I was a patron. I <gasps> oh, might have bless. seen each other. You, it's oh. very possible. Fake ID. How old were you when you went in? It wasn't even. It was like this weird, awkward time in first year where I was turning of a like, what's the the legal drinking age? Nineteen. Nineteen. So yeah. I was just just a little bit younger than my friends, and I was like, well, I want to like go out like once or twice. It was a terrible ID. It looked nothing like me. <laughs> oh nothing. They let you in. They let, they let me you in. And I will. Early. S- I think that was well, the trick. Oh, that's super smart because no one oh, old really enough early. goes early. I yeah. used a fake ID once, and it was I was so nervous. I used to be very shy. And I had this ID and I was like, just be cool, man. Just be cool. And I went, it was some bar in Aurelia, Ontario. 
deep cut. That's your wow. first mistake. That's my first mistake. And I went into the bouncer and was like, here's my ID. And he's like, what's your address? And I was like, <gasps> and then I just walked away because I didn't look at the address. I didn't memorize it. I had no idea. Yeah. And just you were not my prepared f- for that. Not at all. And it was my friend's ID. So mm-hmm. I left and was like, I have to get his ID back somehow. So oh, then no, I just, you just left the card there. You didn't even take the card back. As soon as he said, what's your address? I just walked away. Real mm-hmm. car. I know. I know. I need that ID. <laughs> I know. So I went back and I was like, hi, can I have my ID? And he's like, please go away. And uh, yeah. Like and that. thanks. I love that. That you went back and you're like, hi, um, I still don't have that answer for you, but I'm <laughs> going to need my ID because that is mine. <laughs> it is mine. It is my address. And I'm going to figure it out because that's how I'm going to get home because I, I apparently live. live there. <laughs> you know, can you help me? I, I'm fi- I made it home. Out. <laughs> it gets Good. better. Yeah. Good. I love this so much. And yes, Queers Folk, I uh, downloaded uh, Speed of Napster, the UK version, and it was like the, the tiniest video file. So you would download it. It would take 20 days. You would open it on your computer, the family computer, and it was like this big and like pretty choppy. So you couldn't really tell what was going on. Right. But I was like, oh, this is my portal into the gay world. Yeah, it was it was one of those shows at the time that when I was watching it, I was like, OK, this is right. like it's an interesting portrayal of, of queer culture. Like, I, I feel like it's like a nightlife focused version of queer culture. Like, yeah, there are certain pockets of my life where I'm like, I could see where this is similar and how it's different. But I think it was such a prolific show for its time. So cool. It did a lot of things. It certainly, yes, it certainly was like, this is how white people party. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it was, so not a lot of diversity. No, no. that was definitely one of its downfalls. <laughs> yeah, but I, was well, like, I mean, it's, you know, it's from the 90s. Like, totally. Yeah. But I was a little blonde white twink. So, you know, like I could watch I'm, it and be like, oh, wow. You were like, you were I should have a weird. Pass it back to Juice. I'm Listen, normally I have one guest. When mm. I have two guests. I'm just How trying are you to find keep... the three way. Are we making you nervous, Trevor? Is it is it a lot to handle? Great, great question. Uh, no, I feel I feel medium okay. I feel I feel medium like I'm bringing okay. in hard beta energy from the top <laughs> to the tail, <laughs> and I know my station. How about that? Good. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Hard no, beta course. energy. It's uh, different. It's different when you're doing it when you're used to the one on one. I know. More than that, it's we're a lot of eng. So I want to be bossy, but I don't want to. What other ones did you watch, Juice? That you were like, okay, this is like shaping me as a person. Did you ever watch Kink? No. (laughs) Was that a showcase? That was showcase. Yeah, showcase last night. I would watch Kink, uh, Queers Folk at like midnight or like one a.m. at like on my tiny little TV. But I was like, I was like a weird little anime musical theater Disney gay guys. Like I was all queer coded Disney villains and magical yep. girls, you know. So like the the most risque would be those two shows, and like that was it. What, we like love King King. Grace. Oh, oh, oh my God, Will and Grace. Oh my God, of course, Will and Grace. But I was right. a bit you, older. You couldn't see this. Juice just clutched her pearls. Clutched her pearls. <laughs> but yeah, but Cynthia, keep in mind, like I was a bit older than you, right? So Will and Grace for me was a little bit more like, wasn't like for me hiding it away from my family. Will and Grace was me watching with my parents, you know? See, and I think a, I was But that's out. a great cat. Or I like your segue there. You're right. That one was a television show that wasn't kept secret. I like that mm-hmm. difference in the line. Because Queer as Folk, I definitely watched in private. Yeah. Whereas Will and Grace, that somehow got to break through 
and beyond, you know, pre or post dinner, which I think is actually really important. It was my parents' favorite show. Oh my yeah, God. Really? Well, my mom, like- my mom like saw herself in Karen because my mom is very much that kind of woman. Nice. And my mom also like has like a flock of gay friends, you know, like I, I grew up with like Vito who did her hair and then like all of her like gay friends would always be at the house and stuff. So I grew up around gay men. Yes, so Vito, she was very much like a Karen Walker kind of like she's like a sassy, lo- loves her wine, loves to look fancy. Mm. I, re- I remember my mom wouldn't wear a flat until her doctor physically told her that she could not wear <laughs> high heels anymore. Like they were like, you you can't, your foot is so unhealthy. You have to start wearing flats. And then when she did, it like hurt because her foot was so used to being in a heel that it like was painful for her to reposition her foot down into a flat. Oh, she's a queen. Yeah, that's Deb. Deb, I struggle with that too. I always just want to be in a heel. Flat, <laughs> flat-footed. It just doesn't. Yes, look nice. I love that. I love that. Same, same. Uh, I. That's funny because I like. I'm pretty. I'm not so baby giraffe. I'm pretty sturdy, sturdy walker, comfortable walking. But I think I would roll over in heels pretty quick. Start with like a boot or something like with a like kitten an ankle heel? strap. Well, no, no, like something with a, something that anchors the 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 ankle. More of like less of a stiletto heel, more of okay. like a, a chunkier, a boxier heel. You're going to feel more stable. But I yeah. find sometimes that kitten heel length is actually super awkward to walk in because it's it's oh. here nor there. It's like, give me a real demi point, you know, like, yeah, demi-bato. give me a demi point. Yeah. Well, because when you're in a heel, it's easier. It's a heel toe, heel toe. When you're in a kitten heel, yeah. it's kind of just like a flipper. Um, <laughs> but I'll say a and no one wants to fuck you. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, one no, wants, no, no, one not in a kitten heel. But if you if you do a wedge, it's honestly, I would say sometimes harder because you're not doing that heel and then a space and then the ball of the foot. It's like you kind of have to keep all of it down. So it's almost like you're walking on a very long stilt. So a wedge can sometimes be harder and you could roll your ankle easier on a wedge. I don't want that. You know what I think I might do? What about like an Astro Boy style boot? Like a big old. Oh my god! Have you seen oh, those trending? Those giant those. cartoon show. The the, the giant shoes. Oh have my god! The blue ones. ones? That I love them. Struggling the to red take ones. them off though, because they get like so suction cupped. The red they probably ones smell so bad. Stink. Oh, disgusting. Oh yeah, disgusting. it's like they're they're always kind of warm and moist, and once you put <gasps> them on, they're like on for the week. But I'm okay with that. Oh yeah, I love it. I want them. Can so you put bad. your Astro boots in the yard? They stink. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but imagine <laughs> me in those with like a red thong and like a little crop. Like I'm gorgeous, in. gorgeous. Oh, Talk about a magical girl. <laughs> Hello, Astro. Your boots giving silhouette because mine are. <laughs> That's your silhouette is a solid block. Uh, and I, I just want to circle back and unpack everything we've talked about. But unfortunately, we are almost out of time. We've covered Karens. We've covered. Uh, faggy little pets, so many mm. things to feast on. But before I let you go, would both of you lovely alpha queens to my beta chunky boot like to play a game? Mm, yes. Oh, thank God. This game is called Queer, Queerer, Queerist. Queerer, Queerist. Mm. So I'm going to give you three things. Your job is to put them in order from least queer to most queer and tell me why. Should okay. we do like Cynthia does one, I do the other one? Just so you we're not can... screaming over each other? Here's what I always love when people scream over. It makes for great <laughs> podcasting. Okay. But I would say I'm going to give you the things. You also, Juice just picked up a knife, scissors, 
I need a fidget. I fidget with things when I pod and I this happened to be the closest thing near me. So I started opening and closing it. I felt threatened, but also turned on. So we can unpack that later. So, yeah. okay, I'm gonna give you three things in your private little mind. You were gonna put them in order. Then we can speak on them and you two can compare. Yeah. That's how we do a threesome on this show. Sound okay, okay? Okay, 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 okay. Okay, thing number one, fruit cases. For example, you're bringing a banana to work. You don't want it to get okay. squished. You have mm. a, a case shaped like the fruit. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. They uh -huh. have these for apples, for avocados. A fruit uh, case. A fruit case. Thing number two, stenography as a profession. Stenography, are you familiar? Pretend like I'm not. Okay. for a friend. <laughs> I love uh, that as an answer. So like in court, girlfriend up by the oh, front. I know it. She's yeah. slamming the keyboard. Still don't. Slamming I still don't that keyboard. She, oh, the, so the, it's like you don't have time to write everything down verbatim. So stenography is like a, a, bay, a way of like transcribing what people are saying in short form. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they are sit by it. the front and they're tapping away in their weird little keyboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The keyboard has like chunk letters on it. Chunk letters and it's like a special yeah, yeah. code. It's sort of a lost art. It's always a woman in like a tight perm in the front. Mm, mm, and mm, you're like, what's mm, your story? So mm, stenography. Not necessarily mm -hmm. in a court. Anywhere you mm. find it. Mm -hmm. Thing number three. That feeling when you're at a restaurant and you all mm. place your order and you get your mm. thing. And then mm -hmm. someone gets their order put in front of them. And the social phenomenon where you go, I should have ordered that mm. to the other thing. So that feeling, I should have mm. ordered that. So the three mm. things are, to recap, fruit cases, stenography, I should have ordered that. Least queer to most queer and why? Think in your head. Do not say mm -hmm. it. They're thinking. I see them. I see the wheels I turning. Whoa. It. Synth, you've got it? Yeah, of course. I'm like, okay, well, don't y'all. So we both have it. <laughs> so here we go. So let's start with least queer. What are we saying? Okay, one, two, three, stenography. In our order. Oh, what? Let's go to stenography first. Okay. She gives me homophobia. She gives me grew up, <laughs> um, very Christian. She gives me, um, calls it your little boyfriend or... <gasps> um, Still, this is my grandson, and he prefers she, her. Like, that's what I get. <laughs> yeah. She's taking notes for Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair. Interesting. Okay. See, for me, I feel like the the whole order envy thing, like, they're all queer. Like, in the queer community, we're going to, like, compare ourselves endlessly. So it's queer. Like, I agree <laughs> with you, Trevor. I love your suggestion. I just Thank think you. it's Thank you. the least queer. And you'll mm, understand mm, my breakdown mm, for yeah, okay. the next rounds. You'll understand mm, where mm. I see it with the quick oh. typing. Okay, so you're not saying anything more about, I should have ordered that. We're just going to wait till the context comes? Mm. Yeah, of course. Okay, okay. Mm. I alpha, love this. An alpha move. I mean, I do. I feel constantly trumped. And um, I mean that in every sense of the word. Uh, let's go to queerer. Three, two, one. Fruit. This is the, this is the, the typing one. Stenography. The stenography. Yeah. Okay, oh so God. let's go to stenography with you, Synth. Or, so for yes. me, I think I this must be maybe like my interpretation of it. It could be wrong. It could be, actually, you know what? I'm going to stop that. It's my interpretation. So it's here nor there. Oh, mm. I was thinking of like quick texting culture where we're just like always constantly like finding ways to abbreviate things i feel like so much slang originates from queer culture so in a way 
we almost have our own stenography when it comes to like grinder and twitter and like instagram oh like, okay we're descendants of stenography it. exactly like i feel okay. like i feel like we have some sort of like iteration of that less the person behind the keyboard and who are he or she is but more the act of fast fucking typing because we mm, right. don't have a beat mama we gotta we gotta <laughs> like heart comment and subscribe like it's our day job Come on, I got kitten heels to shop for. I don't have time to ah. write out full words. <laughs> I love this. I and also I love the image of the court stenographer like writing like the numeral two for the word two. Yes. She's yes. just like being real yes. cute. Mm -hmm. Okay, and Juice, you said fruit cases. Well, what's gayer than a fruitcase? You know? Well, you made it queerer though, so well, obviously. Well, it's not the queerest, but it's okay. queerer. I would say. I would say. I. I just think there's something inherently gay about having an incredibly organized, <laughs> um, very well balanced and very healthy lunch. You know, <laughs> nothing gives yeah. me skid mark more than like a bag of chips <laughs> and like a moldy sandwich, but yeah. like to look at a beautiful like bento box lunch is just so gay for me yeah so you know? scratches your brain and it's so intentional it's like you're not like well what's that for it's obviously for a banana it's mm -hmm. shaped like yeah. a banana. you can't put anything else in there the macros are written on it you know yeah. like there's 30 grams of protein in this whole thing like you know <laughs> so like i see how homosexual it is Oh my God. Okay. So this is great. And we have, you know, for a duo who work together a lot, you completely disagree with one another. Mm, well, that's what mm -hmm. makes it a good podcast. It'd be really You're right. We both we just sound like, the same, but we, we sound the same, but we don't think the same. <laughs> yeah. We don't think the same. <laughs> and that's like podcast death when you have to constantly be like, by the way, this is juice talking or this is. Oh no. Talking. We just, we just let them be confused. Yeah. I love it. Just a <laughs> yeah. wash of like two brains and one voice. Yeah. But I will say if they're going to get mad at anyone, no matter who says it, it's they're the mad other at one. me. Yeah, they're oh, mad at me. Oh, for some always. reason, Juice always <laughs> takes the bullet. And it's I sometimes think it's things you've said, Synth. Uh, it's <laughs> don't know about that, but it will. It's usually me. But it's um, it's because somebody said they think it's because I'm the human embodiment of what an eye roll sounds like. <laughs> so I think they think that I sound just so over it that they also need to come at me with that energy, which is fine because whatever energy I get, I give right back to people. So maybe that's the energy yeah. I'm putting out. So that's coming back. So it's fine. Okay. Anyways, we can continue with the game. <laughs> so <laughs> can we? We're so uh, alpha. I love this. Sorry. I, I know. I love this. I'm just getting topped so bad. Okay. So let's go to queer rest, the mm. superlative. Mm. Three, two, one, go. Rootcase. And juice is abstaining. Do you have no vote? I forget what the third option was. Oh, bless us all. It, I think it was. Envy. Yeah, dinner. the dinner envy. Oh my God, envy. What's gayer than being envious of those around you? <laughs> uh, okay, you 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 started, so you go. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, no, sorry. you know you keep going. Envy. Talk about envy. I I mean that's kind of like wraps it that's up. It. It's just like okay. the, that's inherently queer. Is like the body dysmorphia. Is you're constantly envious of what other people look like around you. You're envious of the wealth that happens around you. You're envious of the the opportunities that other people get. I think it's inherently ingrained within what we're taught as gay men um, of how to act. And I don't think it's a correct thing, but I think it's something that we need to unlearn. Is that like jealousy and things that we constantly have within ourselves. Do you, uh, with, do you struggle with dinner dinner envy juice? I don't. Not, I I used to. I no longer do. Now I uh, now I try to celebrate the meals that my friends have around me. 
That's and good. that's really what we're all, that's what the protesting has been for. Not even metaphorically or symbolically, just truly like they got the fajitas and I'm like, yeah. oh, like actually with the dinner, you're talking like real. Yeah, like real. <laughs> yeah, like, there's just, like, no metaphor here. Order. Yeah. I'm like, oh. not, no symbolism. I'm like, yeah. sometimes I do look at my friend's orders and I'm like, damn it. Yeah. See, I'm a kind of girly where it's just like if I'm out to dinner with someone and they're like, like if I'm talking, like I'm not talking metaphorically and like they ordered something really good. If we're really close, I'll be like, oh my God, can I please try it? I'll give you some totally. of mine. And then like, we're like, I'm yes. like that with some of my friends, but some of my friends, I'm also an extreme germaphobe and I'm like, get away with me with your dirty mouth food. I don't want to touch <laughs> it. I don't want whatever is on your body. So like, yeah, for some I'll people share. it's okay. Some I'll share talk. with you. Thank oh, and it also depends on the dish. Like, you know, a rack of ribs easier to share than soup, famously. Yeah. So, <laughs> but honestly, yeah. kind of a funny example though, Trevor, because if you really think about sharing ribs, I'm like, I don't know, maybe like something. But you cut a rib off. You cut a rib off. Or like yeah, a chicken like, wing. Like, here's a chicken wing. That's true. Oh, yeah, a little wing, but a rib. I mean, either way, they're both messy examples. Mm -hmm. this is true this is sticky fingers i want to tell you why i think fruitcase is the gayest of all i wish you would most specifically the banana case like that is just one of the most (laughs) phallic (laughs) pieces of kitchenware you're gonna own it's just like looks like an erect penis at Mm -hmm. all times it's just all times it's just worship takes up a lot of real estate in the briefcase Mm. they're big showing you how important important it is in their lives it's it's okay. the prioritization of the banana it's the banana worship mm-hmm. you've got the banana mm-hmm. on the brain mm-hmm. right. for these reasons mm-hmm. psychologically i pick mm-hmm. it as the queerest 100 mm-hmm. percent banana mm-hmm. on the brain yeah wow i, I mean listen so i've got six answers i'm looking at my professional uh academic rubric yes mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. numbers this is complicated but congratulations you both got 100 percent Wow. Suck it, Cynthia. We tied. (laughs) You either both win or you both lose. Uh, But the fact is you are both queer. Congratulations. The results are in. Yay. We did it. We We did did it. it. We're all here with our banana cases. So before I let you go, and I never Mm -hmm. want to because this has been the greatest night of my life, Tony's included. Uh, Mm -hmm. By the way, Cynthia, let us know if you win a Tony, but anything else you want to plug? Well, we got to plug it one more time. Our podcast, Semi-Qualified yeah. Queens on the Sonar Network. We cover mm-hmm. all things Drag Race. Right now we're covering All Stars 8. But we like to fill it with our own tea, our own tangents, kind of our own POV. So it's not just Drag Race. It's if you're fans of us and you want to hear, you know, kind of what we've been up to. Wouldn't you say, Juice? Yes, I would agree. <laughs> And if you don't like something they say, apparently blame Juice for it. Yeah, just blame me. Just send in a voice note to speakpipe.com slash sqqpod <laughs> and tell me I'm an absolute moron. Oh, the, bless those trolls. <laughs> I did get yes. in trouble the other week, though. I did get in you trouble. Did, you did, you did, you did, you did. So it, yes. it evens out sometimes. There is a there you go. an ultimate, you know, balance. Share some of the hate. Is that That's yeah. equality, right? We're all getting yeah. done. Uh, and uh, I've never had co-hosts on my show before. I have had a married couple, and I will say... Mm. I've learned something very important, which is mm. a uh, you're both queer dreams. And also, if I have co-hosts on my show, they boss me out of my own damn hosting gig. So this isn't the first <laughs> and the last time I'm having two podcast hosts on my damn show. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm <laughs> Next not. Next time you it's invite okay. two, you're going to be like, all right, you're coming on my show. But listen, 
Let me Listen, let me tell you the the ground the boss rules. I'm here. here. I'm the top dog over here. Okay, <laughs> I may I have the shortest that. shoes. I don't believe that for one second. Trevor. That I'm the top. You dog? could say say like verse dog. That's more believable. <laughs> By verse. Listen, listen. <laughs> Bless us all. Uh, well, this has been a dream, and I want to tell you, uh, you've made me furious. And also, I was pretty <laughs> queer when this conversation started, and you, my two sweet drag dreams, have made me queerer than ever. Thank you. But I Trevor. Thank you for having Love us. Love both of you. God bless Sonar, our Lord and Savior. Thank you, Sonar. <laughs> okay. Thank you, babes. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Okay. Well, that is our show. Look, I held on. I'm still here. My hands are ripped raw, but those queens are not going to steal my show from me. You can email me here at youmademequeer at gmail.com. It's the email inbox that I have. You can rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. If not now, uh, when? Because it's the last season. And don't you want to be one of those people who said, oh yeah, I subscribe to that uh, Canadian Podcast Award winning and nominated podcast. Well, then get on it. And uh, and that's it. So, cue credits. You Made Me Queer is created and produced by me, Trevor Campbell. Our editor is Harlow Castillo. Our theme song is by Critty. For more for music, check out lavenderbruisers.bandcamp.com. Our Instagram and Twitter handles are at You Made Me Queer. New episodes of You Made Me Queer in our final season come out every Thursday and from the bottom of my big bent heart. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, remember, we're here, we're queer, and it's your fault.